Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me this week is Blaine and Shane. How's it going? Oh, good, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so glad so, I'm back for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're coming at you in, in in the wake of Liverpool's five-two defeat to the mighty Real Madrid. Um, did we, Shane, do you remember? Did we do a post Champions League final pod? <laughs> uh, the one we lost. Uh, I don't think we did in the end. Or I can't remember. I, I don't <laughs> think I made it because my my child had literally been born. But uh, oh yeah, well yeah, that, yeah, that probably didn't that didn't help. Yeah, yeah. As if the, I know you were gagging to do one otherwise, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think. And we did we did one for the one that we won all those years ago. I remember you, me, and Josh did one. Um, uh, yeah. we, had a, we had a grand old time then, but no. And um, so I don't know. Is this like some kind of we we had it coming, so that's why we got hammered. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I think it's it's just Carl Ancelotti's plans. His entire life around bringing misery to Liverpool fans since Istanbul, but we'll always have Istanbul. Unfortunately, Blaine, you won't because <laughs> age. But I uh, mean, shame. Well, um, Blaine will always have the three-three against Ancelotti, or no, the two-two against Ancelotti and COVID ball when Henderson. I think that's that might literally be our best result against him since Blaine has been alive or whatever. Blaine has had like a fully formed story. We beat Napoli once, didn't we, when he were in charge? Am I got that right? Which, which, jeez, oh which fucking Napoli season was that now? Was I, that, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Wasn't that the one where Alisson makes a save at the end? That was Ancelotti one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so Salah scored, yeah, to go through. So that's the only time we beat them when Alisson had to save from three yards out. Because uh, that was the same, they, that was like the, didn't we, we didn't have a shot. Well, I, I never thought I'd see. It's, I never thought I'd see Napoli beat us so bad again until this season. But it was not they they beat us like two 0 and we didn't even have a shot or something like that. And it was like the most outplayed I'd ever seen us. I'd ever seen Klopp's team up to that point. Yeah, like it, that they were outplaying peak Klopp and like out like playing them off the park as well. Um, yeah. yeah. No, he's. I think he's alone. Yeah, I, I I think he has got Klopp's number. That I've literally, funnily enough. He, I, he's attacking the same weaknesses. I mean, he's attacking that right side like all the time. I guess we can get in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, like that that right side. I've just seen like there's a, literally a compilation on my Twitter feed at the minute about their combination play down the left hand side. Like it, it feels as though it he's using the same way. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it helps when you've got Vinicius Junior on the left hand side. I guess. Um. But it, it it feels like Klopp hasn't adapted much over the years. Um, I mean, did did anybody see that that Dom King was a Dom King mentioning like Trent and singling them out, which is yeah, yeah it's the Porsche. Yeah, yeah. Considering he he was it was the right side of the fence, but it was um, never mind glorious victory from Madrid. It was it was a great day for you, Dave, as your your Joe Gomez demise <laughs> predictions came through about five years later, um, and I, three, I actually, three injuries I later as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually lost. So I was cussing about on my timeline because I was just like, 
You could argue all five goals he had a part to play in. Because, um, like, the. Well, I feel like we should have started at least with us being 2 0 up and how happy we were and how good it was. But yeah, fine. Let's go knee deep into the fucking misery. Um, uh, like, the first goal they score is like brilliant, but it's also so soft to allow him to turn and get a shot off there, I feel like. And that's Gomez. And then. Go, like I know Allison fucks up, but I, I I didn't see why Gomez played it. Gomez wasn't yeah, like a great that. back pass either. I feel, I feel like if you if you if you're using a goalkeeper like that as often as we do, that the, there's gonna be issues at some point. Mm. I think I think it's only natural. Like you can be as good as you, I mean Edison does it as well. You can be as good with your feet as, as you want to be, and it, it's. It's going to happen now and again. But yeah, as, as you said, he could have easily just turned to the right if he had yeah. a bit more awareness. Yeah, and then what the... It's his, it's his like, it was an unnecessary foul. I thought he won it at the time, but he gives away the free kick um, for the thing. And then fourth goal, it comes off him. And then fifth goal, he just fucking gives up. That's the worst part. He just gives up for the fifth goal. Um. Like Benzema just like cuts in and like not that he necessarily could have stopped it anyways, but like Gomez like actually in the same way Fabinho kind of gave up to let Modric, thirty seven year old Modric just fucking leg him off the park and take it off him. And Gomez just like completely gave up for the fifth, as we all were at that point to be fair, but like he's an actual player, so yeah, Bournemouth, where are you? Come on, stump up. <laughs> they've got they've got they've got money, they've got loads of money now as well. Might be Newcastle players. to be fair, as yeah. Uh, yeah, just I was like, yeah, it's was, it was just terrible, terrible performance from him. And uh, not alone, as we can get into the manager and how they were, despite us being like two nil or two one up, they were like running in on us like four v three. You know, we weren't, we couldn't manage the game at all. Probably that was where Thiago's absence was most felt. But um, yeah, it was. I'll, I'll remember it as the. I think it was just like the Real Madrid being so poxy because we still managed to win the XG. That's like the most. It's like salt in the wound because we always beat them in XG and then they just beat us anyway. But um, yeah, Gomez's kind of capitulation. I was... think I think four three would have been a fair reflection. I mean, mm-hmm. that four three win for them still, but I, th- I think yeah, it, it, Gomez's performance even had me like kind of making up excuses for him. Um, I think that last injury has just completely finished them and. He really needs to adapt as a player, and he just, he just. But he's still he fast, hasn't. though. It, he's still fast. It's he's not as that... fast as he was, though. I guess he, yeah, he, he's not he was like freakishly fast at one point. Yeah. yeah. And I, I thought it was that he because he had a lot of contact injuries. You know, some players they, they actually get. I was gonna say like he's kind of lost. He was never the most aggressive defender, anyways. But he would slide when he needed to. But actually, the one time he did go to ground in this game, it was to give away that stupid free kick. So. The first goal, it kind of sums it up for me. He's just so soft, you know. He's just like, oh, yeah, go on, Vinicius. Just like, you know. Yeah, cut in, then you go we, first. We, yeah. We've eight men in the box or something like that. Yeah, just go on, cut in. I go on, like, just, I won't get too close to you. Go on, have a shot. And it's still like a brilliant finish. Like, you know, you'd say, oh, well, that's just, you know, Alisson has no chance against it. But it's still soft, you know, which is just the big problem whenever I kind of watch Gomez play. You, you think it sometimes with Matt, but Matt, Matt always does kind of, Put a foot in when he needs to. He he never slide tackle because I don't think he knows how. But he never kind of lacks for aggression as much as you think. When when you see Gomez play, you're like, yeah, it's just it's just so soft. Like it's it's hard to watch sometimes. 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, he, he needs to adapt as a player, in my opinion. Um, and how? He, he, well, he's just not going to get the game time at Liverpool to do it. Yeah. So he's he's adapted on the fly, and we're putting him in these big, massive games, and he's being found out. And uh, I mean, he's what about twenty five, twenty six. I don't want to say he needs a loan. But, Matt Matip still came off the bench as well, which is like, why not just start him then if he's, I don't know. But I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's surely, I know Matip's had bad luck with the, um, with the deflections as we've moaned about in the past, particularly this season, but like, surely until the summer it's got to be Matip and Canate, um, and you I thought it was as- anyway. Like, well, so did I until Gomez started. comfortably for choice, but it's hard to know sometimes with our centre half because they all take turns being injured anyway. So I think Gomez might have started the most out of all of them, has he? He might as well check it in the league. He might um, have because he was starting against Nottingham Forest on all earlier in the season because I was screaming at our knee. Absolutely, the, the, the minutes are yeah. more shared than ever, aren't they? With, with Van Dyke being out for a bit, so yeah, yeah, Canate is in and out with the injuries and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we kind of knew that with Canate, anyways. But Canate is kind of like a Thiago, where he's good enough when he does play that you kind of roll with it, even with the mad errors that he has. And um, well, to be fair, I think it was like a meniscus issue that he had at Leipzig. It's all been hamstrings and stuff since he's. I thought it was all. No, I thought it was muscle injuries at, at Leipzig as well. Oh no! I have to double check. To be honest, um, I, I some... remember looking into it. But... He got injured in like a FA Cup fourth round game as well. Of all the games for Canada, yeah, it's yeah. become injury. Gomez has over as twelve hundred minutes in the league, and then Matip has seven over seven hundred. Canate only has three hundred seventy five. I know Gomez played a bit of right back, but yeah, he has. He has effectively become uh, second choice this season through through injuries, but. Yeah, how 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 much were you enjoying it from twenty minutes? <laughs> how much were you enjoying it at that stage before the bad things happened? Well, Blame was in the cup, so he's probably the best one to talk about. It's the, the, the weird thing about like the Real Madrid side in the left hand side is I think our right hand side is where we got the most joy. I thought when especially mm. when Alaba on the pitch, we were absolutely um, battering him down that right hand side. I think the the first goal and the chance for the third one for Salah all come down the right overlapping runs so I think it was a, a it was that risk all the time you could see down the right but as soon as we kind of stopped getting in down the right we carried on playing the same way and we were re- yielding no results as soon as Real Madrid got a strangled on the game we could never really take it back off them and I think through the the 2-1 to 2-2 to 3-2 is where I think it all it all unraveled. I think the you could see mentally. I think well, that was the weirdest thing. I think mentally you could see Real Madrid when it went three two. You could almost see them kind of grow, and you could see us shrink. And you you could never really see a way back once it went three two to Madrid. Mm-hmm. I think we had like a a few minutes of trying to press them and and trying to keep the energy up after that. But as soon as about five ten minutes after it went three two, it just seemed game over to me. Uh, and and the 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 worst thing about it was it didn't turn into damage limitations at any point. It just seemed an exercise. It went the opposite. Keep doing the same thing, even though they're getting in behind time and time and time again. I think that was my biggest worry. Is the second half display were just 
it's coming from a mentality point of view, but it's worrying from a, seeing the manager there not changing anything. With he, a big smile on his face. Oh. He's seen the same <laughs> thing over and over again. We'll always have the thumbnails. Oh, and, and, and yeah, uh, it's, you know when you're good and, all right, it's one defeat in the blue moon and he sat there with a smile on his face, you can, it, it's funny, but like, when you get embarrassed, it's just, yeah, I think I called yeah. him a prat. I'm sorry, Jürgen. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, on, on the, uh, our right side, though, isn't it like fucking typical Madrid, even when they have an injury? It's like, it, oh, it our, yeah, yeah. Our, our, our attacking <laughs> left back has been injured where we're getting absolutely ravaged. Uh, so we'll just bring on this this right footer, pure defender who can go inside with Salah. Uh, you know, it's just like. And Darwin scored such a such a fucking good goal to open it as well. Like you know, it was like, like his welcome to the big time moment. Yeah, and then... big coming out party, and then like, then there's the the Courtois. We're all saying, "Why the fuck didn't you do that in Paris?" And it's like, <laughs> I, I was actually I was I was angry because I was like, "Why didn't you do that in fucking Paris?" And it's like, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is brilliant. Let's get a third. Let's you know, kind of fire them." I was always starting to take about like fucking quarterfinals, and then they get that. Just a soft goal out of nothing. I say it's soft, it's like a brilliant finish, but it's the way we allowed it to happen was soft. And then that nonsense then, and it's just like, even then at 2 2, I, I was still like, you know, the game is still here to be won. And, and it should have been a 3 2. The 3 yeah. 2 goal is one of the worst goals I think I've ever seen us concede, or the one the most infuriating. Cause yeah, it's so soft. I, I thought we looked so vulnerable. I thought it was like, anyone can just come in like, uh, like right at the edge of the box and like there's a sea of bodies to get it through but if you get that shot off you know it can fucking go anywhere and then I didn't see the I didn't see it go it was even worse what happened in the end he just like whips it into the six-air box and it's a it was just so poor um, and like our issues at set pieces in contrast with like isn't Ancelotti's kids supposed to be like some set piece guru so it's his yeah, idea yeah. to like where they all sit in you have a free kick moment they don't do the high line they all sit in the box and we had no answer for it in Paris at all despite all the free kicks we were getting. and uh, Yeah, and then fourth goal is just shit. It, it, was, it, was, it was disappointing, like you were saying, Blaine, like, it, like, like the game was there. It, it could have been a 4-3. Um, obviously, we seem to have no attack and threat after 30 minutes. Um, I didn't put down there the tactics. Like, I thought Beichstich could have come off and even just go to four forwards once we're losing. But he takes off, like, Nunez and Gakpo, who hadn't done anything, but I don't think that was their fault. Just our, our system wasn't working anymore. And, he brings them for me, no, and Jada, and that just kind of killed the game. We, we didn't have a shot on target or something like that, didn't we? Or we had like very little shots at all after that. Um, whereas, like, even even going there, even going to them, like, 4 3 down, like, that's not undoable at all. 5 2 is just, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when we won at Old Trafford 4 1 in like 2009. It's just, it has like kind of a smash and grab feel to it, even though you've absolutely hammered them and it's like a legendary fucking victory. But it still had like a smash and grab kind of feel to it as well. But also the other team just like in our case we just completely gave up and said it's like a humiliating defeat and you're just there was the the, the John uh Gibbons tweet I thought so no so it's like this is how Everton must feel watching us all the time. It's just like these fuckers aren't even good as the ball like bounces in off the jumbo tron. You know, it's just like what the fuck are we watching? And like you can't say that they're poxy because they've just hammered you five one and they always beat you, but they fucking are as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, like... I found it mad out. They just don't react. They went two 0 down and just did not look bothered that, at that all. That was the I scary don't... thing for me as well, because I was like, 
no, I, I want to see them like fucking crumble, yeah. and he just went. He just didn't look asked. Why would they last season though? They yeah, just, it was just like that's all they did last season was go two 0 down and fucking and like just come you, back. You and can win, overplay but... sometimes like mentality and all these things, but there's a reason like why yeah. he always comes to Anfield and just breaks down in ninety minutes every single time. And when you're two 0 up and you've got the game there and they just don't look bothered. I've I've never seen that before. Yeah. Which one? Oh, Real Madrid. Yeah, I've never seen. I, I, I've, I've never, I've never seen a, a team go two nil on an Anfield night like that and just not, not look phased in the slightest. That's, they, they, that should be where they get blown away and lose four nil, like they should. Yeah, be, yeah, as, yeah. As every team does. Like... Annie Carvajal starts crying in the in the dressing room, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. But, but no, like they, they just didn't look bothered. I noticed that when we went 2-0 up. Obviously, I didn't think it was going to end up fire bloody too like But, like, yeah, they, they, they just didn't look phased. But, I mean, on Josh's... You know, Josh loves to point out this Carragher technical... Too technical. Stuff. I, 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 yeah, I don't think uh, I've heard him mention it. Well, once or twice. <laughs> um, but I've seen a lot of people pointing it out for Real Madrid as well, with Real Madrid's midfield, and I think that is doing a massive disservice to their midfield, calling them... I mean, don't get me wrong, they are amazing, technically, but, like, physically, like, like look at Modric for the yeah. fifth goal, like, leaves Fabinho... Valverde was everywhere. Oh, Valverde. Oh, my God. He doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. He's yeah. running full pelt, 90 minutes. It's He's kind of like Gerard, isn't he, Valverde? He's like yeah, yeah, this yeah. physical fucking demon. He's so quick shot, though, as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's yeah. Like Valverde's different. Camavinga was covering short short spaces so quickly. Oh, he didn't get a Camavinga. There was a point I'm sure that it was like riding Cody Gakpo for about ten minutes. He used yeah. to get booked. Yeah, that was a joke. I think. Did that lead to a that led to a big chance? Didn't, or was that was that for your second I think goal? It, I think it led to the no. I think it led to the big goal. chance for the for the Salah one because the referee just didn't see. No one seemed to. Yeah, because he got win. it out right eventually. Didn't yeah, he? yeah. And he was good, Gakpo as well. And um, the way he was like, that's his gimmick. He is kind of the new Firmino now. I've decided to just just fire it into his feet and he'll just like take it nicely and release one of the wide lads. You know, um, if that, that's what he's going to do long term, not that you. You can always like replicate a system like Firmino, Mane, Salah, but if that's the plan, it, like it looks like it's going okay so far. I think that is the um, plan. I, I, I was saying to Josh because I think Josh was on the um, shift amount to the left, and it, it's he's he's going to have to get used to playing down the middle because I think that is the plan. It's Nunes off the left, Gakpo down the middle, and Salah on the works. right. It works, or like it did for a while for us. Um, well, it works. I, 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 I don't mind Nunes on the left, and I don't really mind. I think Gakpo will get there down the middle. Like Nunes on the left still involves him popping up right in the middle of the pitch and scoring two goals as he did in the last two games. You know, like it's, he keeps swapping it's, positions as well. Yeah. yeah, which is sound. Like as as Firmino and Mane and all of them would often do. So yeah, yeah I, I don't have an issue. Um, but I just wanted to talk about Bacetich. Quickly, because I've seen some nonsense on my timeline today. Um, getting on his back, uh, which is really unnecessary. Don't get me wrong; he 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 was trying to force things, and but like how old he is? Eighteen? Just just eighteen? Like just turned eighteen? Just so. just yeah. turned eighteen? I mean, we we've seen the we we saw these performances from Trent plenty of times when he was young. He he try and force things, and 
these are learning experiences as frustrating as it is that it came mm. in that context like you'll learn from it like get off the kids back um, yeah I, I i thought he could have gone off at i wouldn't say half time even though it was like because the game is still there so I, I can understand why he left them on but i i couldn't believe he stayed on as long as he did by the end like yeah. he was one of the ones i'd have had off for Firmino and Jota and then one of the forwards maybe to try and change again I couldn't believe he was staying on just like even because there's been games this season where he's had to come off with cramp and you even still see it now like he looks like because he's, he's gone by the 80th he's yeah he's a kid and he's like yeah. he's um and he's like yeah his, his style as well he's he gets he gets around and he gets stuck in and he's aggro but like um cause I thought like Henderson like it was Henderson looked rejuvenated early on in the first half you're like okay yeah this is where this is where Henderson kind of made his money as like Liverpool players, like in these hectic games where you're just like kind of firing it into space and you know just like kind of running and things like that. And then uh, Fabinho as well, like again looked great. And then kind of as the game went on, it was just like, oh yeah, these have been terrible all season, and they need to be melted down into fucking glue. But like Fabinho yeah. is a is a massive confidence player. I feel massive confidence player. I think yeah. that that showed, as you were saying, in the first half, he was... He was so composed. He was just, like, every time there was no one pressing, he knew to step into the space and take it. He was just... He was doing really well. And then hard cut to, like, Modric fucking picking his pocket. Like we're, like, we're talking about Fabinho's legs being gone because he played a lot of games last season. And there's, like, fucking Modric, who's, like... They go deep in the Champions League every single year, and he's playing every game. Yeah, yeah, he's thirty-seven, and he did that. It's kind of, it makes you wonder. Maybe he really was the best one out of like Xavi and Iniesta because he's still doing it at that age. To do that, to do what he's doing at thirty-seven is absolutely nuts. And he he started young as well. Like it's not like he he didn't have minutes in his life when he he was was younger. It's weird. So weird to think he was at Spurs, isn't it? Uh, like yeah, he was just—he was at Spurs like right up until his like mid to late twenties as well, I think, because he only left. what, he only left them in 2012, I want to say. Yeah, and then so, he was he was branded a flop and stuff like that when he first joined. And Yeah, he joined yeah. Spurs. Uh, wait, that can't be right. He almost went to Chelsea at one point, didn't he? He did, he yes. was Yeah, he, that was all the talk. It looked like he was going to, and I think Spurs just didn't want to sell to an English team. So, yeah, he only joins Real Madrid age like 27. That's crazy. And then he's just like this fucking unbelievable. Basically, I think he's only, he only been there 10 years. Yeah, isn't it? But Madrid have only kind of been this machine for for a time. You 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 don't remember the time when they were a joke when we hammered them four 0 Like they literally went out in the round of sixteen. I want to say six seasons in a row. Like they were just the laughing yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like in, in Europe, oh, it was great. And then they like I I'd never seen I hadn't seen them win like the European Cup since the Zidane volley. You know they were just and even then that was the Galacticos team. But the Galacticos team was like kind of a joke as well. You know they just didn't work at all. Whereas um, yeah, they just signed all those fucking players from 2009 onwards. And oh yeah, that, that, that 2009 summer really did completely change the club, didn't it? Like it, it, it had the effect that they wanted. So, well, you know, we were talking about it, yeah, because they were, it was in reaction to the to the Guardiola first season. They won six trophies, and and Florentino Perez got elected again. And he was like, "Hey, watch this!" And he <laughs> breaks the world transfer record for Kaka. He bre- breaks the world transfer record for Kaka. And then a few weeks later, he breaks the world transfer record for Ronaldo, and he also signs Alonso, and he also signs Benzema in the same window. It's like, what is going on? It's like it was like the super window before you had like the cities and the PSGs. 
That's what top all the Australia is doing. When did when did Ronaldo join Madrid? Was it two thousand eight, two thousand nine? Two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like that was the point they signed Kaka they signed Kaka for like a world record fee who was like already past it because he like peaked in 2007 but Kaka was just a flop and it's like oh yeah we'll just write that off <laughs> this is like they signed him for 56 million and it's just like ah it doesn't matter we've, we've got this, they were bringing him to a team that already had like Higuain like and, and things like that so yeah and I mean talking just... about one Brazilian superstar I mean Vinicius he oh, is. He's good. He is. He's. He's very, very good. Yeah. Like people try to shame Trent for having a bad day against him a couple of years ago. Like he is. He's. He's making. He's making shit of Reese James as well in in, in the competition last year. Uh, he's. He's brilliant. He really is brilliant. I mean, yeah. his, his pace over such like a short little distance is just. Unreal. I really impressed like... with what, him off the ball as well. He was an absolute monster off the ball. He was everywhere off the ball. I mean, at times he were digging in, but at times he were cheating, obviously, with Trent behind. But off the ball, I thought he was everywhere as well. And the, and the first goal is just... I mean, yeah. they had the, the first goal, I don't know if it happened before or after, where it had like a similar situation, but Alisson saved it. I don't know if it was Vinicius again. Yeah, Alisson made an unbelievable save from like an identical shot. And that was after. Him. Was it after? Yeah, it was after, yeah. yeah. And then, and then right, right near the end of the first half, he plays a really good ball, and again, and Robertson just clears it. I think yeah, Madrid yeah. coming in, but yeah, he was, he was, he was all over us. Yeah, that, that's got to be one of the best performances I've seen in Anfield from the way player. To be fair, um, yeah. yeah, no, like he is. You forget, you forget they signed him for forty million pounds when he was sixteen. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. You, you forget about that because he's been there so long. You're just like, oh, he's one of those. It's similar for Rodrigo as well, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah, and Rodrigo's not been like half the player despite the little cameo. And you've got Endrick as well, yeah. I feel like and, he's uh, only been the past two Trimble years. Trevor Rainier, they still have him as well. Remember that guy they signed? Hey. I don't pronounce it. Uh, Rainier, Rainier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. signed him. They, they, just, mm. they were just punting like billions into like transfers straight from Brazil and like you don't hear about loads of them because they... This lad is... Uh, He's out on loan at Girona, but they bought him for, yeah, they bought him for how much? Yeah, 30 million back in like 2020. And he was, what, 12 or something? I don't know. I remember um, being a bit like shock around him when when he started against us in the COVID season because he wasn't really regarded anywhere near the player he is now. Obviously, he's come on. Yeah. But yeah, he was, there was a narrative about him at the time that he wasn't, it was the Benzema saying, don't pass to this guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> playing against us. <laughs> and, and actually, like, that, like, the performance against us then was like, uh, almost like kind of start of his, like, redemption to where he is now. So, like, Trent essentially revived his career, like, you know. Yeah, I think he was having a good season up until that point, but he's always had the talent. It was just yeah. kind of putting it together kind of thing. And fuck me. Yeah, he's, he's, he's put it together. Who, who did uh, they have on the right wing? They had another four. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rodrigo. Yeah, just it was Rodrigo. Yeah, I didn't notice him other than Robertson denying him that chance. Um, on their left, on So talking about Real Madrid won the kids. Jude Bellingham. <laughs> <laughs> you were sat next um, to me in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're watching that game as Jude Bellingham, with the context of a really or many. Wasn't was too many in the team. He was uh, 
he travelled with them in the end. But yeah, he, yeah, he, he didn't fight. I'm, I'm, I was just thinking to myself, did I just completely miss him? But I didn't. So, so taking that context into consideration, if you are Jude Bellingham, do you like? Would you go to Real Madrid? Knowing that, like all that competition, nasty, like a challenge, you know. Oh yeah, I mean he'd fancy himself. I think, I think, but like, man, you can't. One team cannot be allowed to have five midfielders like that. Well, they're Tony Cruz as well, who came off the bench. You know, it's like, it's like, how many do they need? It, it's just a fucking piss take, isn't it? Yeah, like with all these players, it's kind of like I'll, I'll do something and I'll do something else, and then eventually I'll go to Real Madrid. I think that's kind of the Haaland journey that he's doing. It'll probably be the Bellingham one. You might come to Liverpool or City and then go to Madrid in, in five years. Bellingham but... would look class in the always, wouldn't he? I'm just picturing him now. <laughs> He'd look fucking class in it. Yeah, I know, but he could have that number eight in the summer. You never uh, know. Well, um, it's, 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 the, it's the Liverpool mid-2000s or even the, the Liverpool 1990s pitch to any players. Like, you know this is a big club. You're probably too young to remember why, but you know this is a big club and you can be part of the chance to restore it to glory. It's a bit more, <laughs> it's a bit more short-term than that with Liverpool, but it's like, do you want to help us get back to the top? Like, well, to be uh, fair, I, I, I wanted to talk about, with the attack looking like it's clicking a bit more, especially the Nunes-Salah dynamic, um, do you not think that Liverpool are starting to look a bit more like they were pre-Van Dijk, where you can see them kind of plugging in two, three signings, and then that's it. You're back to... We, we need more of a rebuild, I think. Uh, you think? The midfield. Yeah. Like, that's why the Bellingham... I mean, who knows what the fuck Fabinho... Like, I mean, I, I, it's hard to know what Fabinho, if he's salvageable or not, or, like, if you got an offer for him, I don't see who would, but if you got an offer for him, you would sell. Um, Ox is most likely off. Um, Curtis Jones' career is completely stalled. Like... Um, I don't know if Bellingham counts as the homegrown quota. Maybe he does, but he probably. If, if there's if there's limited money, which there always is with us, you you feel like you'd be better off spreading it out <clears> and <throat> probably need a centre half. Like if if Gomez is, well, Matip, Matip could well be gone as well. So like I think there's just too much that needs. There's not that much. I, I know what you're saying, Dave. Like maybe oh, you just plug in a couple of top signings, um, which Bellingham would be like a Van Dyke, Allison kind of thing. Like we're because we, we all thought before the season, like, you know, this, this squad is ready to challenge and people were like, you know, people were like, oh no, it's actually a rebuilding season. It wasn't when it fucking started, you know. It was only after a few minutes playing against Fulham. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- Maybe this is a rebuilding season because we're getting ran off the park by a newly promoted team, but um, I think we just need too many signings in midfield, potentially. I feel, not like, that, not um, welcome, but... I feel like the attack is... Sorted, I think. Absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. attack is absolutely fine. Uh, defense probably need to add another center after the mix. Doesn't necessarily have to be bloody Vardy. <laughs> I would um, if he's as good as he showed in the World Cup. Then yeah, I don't. I obviously won't be against it. Like, but um, hey, wait, wait, money will are you keeping yeah. Matip selling Gomez then? If we were, I, 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 I think, I think Gomez will stay. Is Matip's contract next summer? Oh, it's next summer. Okay. Um... I, mean, I think I think we'll go. I don't think we'll sign the centre half. I'd rolled. I like. I wouldn't be. I thought if Maddox was gone this summer, then um, and I assume he just leaves because I I don't think that we would extend him. Even though, as much as I love him, I don't think we will, and I don't think we. What we need I, I we need to refresh in the squad, don't we? So 
I don't think we're going to sign another centre back unless we get rid of one, are we? So I mean, no, it's, I, yeah, it's, it's who you sell. That's what I'm. And, I don't think we'll sell anyone. You're going to have to push Gomez out. You don't think we'll sell anyone? No, I don't think we will. No, no. So it's midfield then, really, because yeah, Simicast yeah. and Robertson is, is sound. Uh, I guess. What do you do about right back? Do you I think Gomez is fine at right back? To be honest, I think yeah. we'll sell. Oh. That's it. Two. Like, who's going to pay for him? I don't know. I, I just yeah, don't see the wages as well. You'd be selling them to just get the wages off, wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't see how you keep the four we've got and add another one in. Especially if you're I'll being aggressive, if you're doing an aggressive refresh, which we haven't up to this point. If, but if you're trying to aggressively rejuvenate the squad, you would cut at least one of Mata or Gomez loose. And realistically like, speaking, are they going to? But if you if you're gonna not. if you're gonna spend what is it 130 million on Bellingham and you want what another two? Midfield's on top of that and a defender. Where is your money coming from? Well, assuming, or assuming whoever is going to invest in the club between now and the summer and or hopefully the, the, the balance that the club's been... I don't know. I think it'd be both... Away over the last few years. You, you, I think you, it'd be both think... we don't sign one. No, I, I, I don't think we'll sign a centre-back. I think it'll be all midfield. I, I think it'll be absolutely... And then... Uh, and the sign the centre-back is going to fix it with whatever structural issues are going on either. Do you know? No, no, yeah. Like, we, we could have... Like, 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 who do Madrid have? They're fucking... Militao, who I actually think is quite good. Oh, yeah, Militao. Rudiger, R- Rudiger is like... He's a loose cannon, do you know? Like, I hate, hate Rudiger. Like, I, I still put our centre-backs up against anyone, but just whatever the fuck... Like, Van Dijk's obviously... Falling off a cliff a bit, but his le- his level is still high. Do you know, it's um, you could sign whoever the best centre back in the world at the moment is now, and I don't think they yeah yeah necessarily look great trying to do whatever the fuck our system is asking them to do. So um, I think that's also part of you know you say you plug two or three in. I think the way that when you look at us and the system and the way we set up, it just feels like there needs to be some sort of change outside of just personnel to me. It's what we've been saying all season, isn't it? We, the yeah. coach has been off all season. Uh, yeah, I... especially especially against Madrid. Like I've never seen us come out like that after half time. Like, mm. Never. But go ahead, Blaine. Yeah, I just, I just think I tweeted it the other day that I think it's a lot more fifty um, fifty on the system failing the players than it is just the players failing the system, which you could have probably have labelled. 2018 Liverpool or 2017 Liverpool was a, just needing to plug a few in, whereas now it looks like there's more than just you you buy two or three players and then Liverpool go up a step. It might be that simple, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be that simple. Um, mm. And I think if you're going to have this big... The, the Drew Bellingham question is not whether you get him, whether you're not. If you're going to spend 130 on him, what else do you have to... To spend bit. Are you just are you just putting them in for Bajetic because you still have a cut Fabinho and Henderson alongside him? Do you know, it's like he, he's not going to solve it all on its own. Even when I look at targeting and you know you Mount Bellingham and Mateus Nunes are the big free strong links at the minute. I don't really see if you're going to play four three three. What you what your midfield three is going to be? Yeah. I, I I'm all in on the Declan Rice train. To be completely I, honest, I'm right, I did tweet, right there. I did tweet Mount Bellingham Rice uh, a few months ago. Oh, could you imagine that proper good lad midfield? Yeah, yes. Milner Milner being like a a sensei role behind them, just watching on <laughs> proud. Takes his cap off as they come on the pitch. Oh, brilliant! Oh yeah, a midfield just full of good lads. 
Yeah. Yeah, Anderson in the back as well. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm tearing up. (laughs) God, Rice actually, like, it's fucked up a right, well, apart from, you know, the whole Ireland thing, you know, because that's like a. Oh, yeah. That's that's still a thing over here, but (laughs) on one hand, it's like. He's probably the ultimate in my head, and it's like if he wasn't English, I'd probably be mad about him. Or if I hadn't seen him speak, because he's a fucking airhead. <laughs> but um, like he is. He's a. Have you heard him talk? Like, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, like he's that video of like, him on the couch when he gets yeah. woke up. Get, get or when he went up. into that, what was that karaoke thing they were doing a couple of years ago on on the Twitter space? The German people would come on and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He, did that. yeah. he just like he's you can tell he'd just have a great time anyway. He'd, Sit him on the couch and give him like a a paper bag, and he'd be happy out. Like you know, but um, yeah, just all the fucking running he does. If you like, if you dis, if you get him like disciplined in the way, he could be fucking. He just feels like he's just everything he lacks at the moment, isn't he? Just like he'd yeah. be like Emre Chan, but like more fucking. Like yeah, he, yeah, just all the power and speed you need. Yeah, that I was the compliment. Baby, I can hear my baby chat. roaring, crying, lads. So I think that's me having well oh, oh. my welcome. I'm gonna get. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get legged more than fucking our midfield the other night. I think now in a minute. So, um, I'll let you continue the, the the rebuild plans. It's fun to do the autopsy in that one. I'm sure, I'll catch you again soon again sometime. No worries. See you in a bit. Cheers, lads. See you later. Bye, Craig. <laughs> um. So yeah. No. I. I. I think. I think Rice. Rice is the one man. I, I think you could just plug him in that that, that um, Fabinho role and <clears throat> just let him loose. Even though Fabinho took six months himself to kind of get yeah. into the role, but um, I don't know. We're, we're getting linked with so many, aren't we? Mateus Nunes seems nailed on. I can I, see I, us I, going I, for Mount. I I think I like the Mount uh, one. The only problem is if you look at his minutes and stuff like that. But I, I don't. I'd... The Nunes one seems nailed on, but for me, if it was a question of Nunes or Mount, I'd go with Mount and I'd go with Bellingham. I just don't get the Nunes one. You just want, you just want the good lads, don't you? I do, yeah. yeah. I think they obviously saw something that they like. It, it, the, the Nunes one is weird, isn't it? Like, they're, they're going to Wolves thing and then... But even for the money, it's season. not like it's going to be... It's still going to be 40, 50 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could tell, to be honest, I've seen him twice live and you can tell when he comes on. He's got that kind of air of quality yeah. about him. Yeah. I mean, you'll know as well. Like when you see a technically different kind of player, um, you can just tell. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't really get it. But I I think the summer's just going to be all my field. I can't see a sound any defenders. I, I think hope be, so, but it'd be nice, wouldn't it? I think that's the kind of if you're doing a dream window, you'd be getting. Two or three midfielders and a centre back, and you'd probably be moving on one of the centre backs. I, I, I think what Todd Bowley's done though is he's desensitised everybody to like the realities of transfer windows. Yeah. So like you could probably sit there and go realistically now in the Todd Bowley world, you could get Vardial, you could get Bellingham, and you could get all these these fellas on credit and just mortgage the future of the club. But it's not going to happen in, in in the real world. I I just can't see it. Um, but I mean, on the pitch, we could get a bit more positive. We could get to Newcastle, even though I don't think it was that positive a performance. But um, we we can actually talk about positive things, I guess, because we've got another league game on Saturday. Have you seen the time of that kickoff? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's I, I think I said this the other day. We've, I think we have a run of all night games for a while until we play Bournemouth. Yeah. United, well, United's not a night game, but it's half four in it, so. Yeah, so but it'll end up in the night. Um, so, Newcastle. I thought but the the weird thing with Newcastle is I think you, the the performance from up until the red card I thought was quite promising from where we'd been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had the big chance obviously, but that's why you have Allison in there. He saves it. Um, I think they kind of just Almiron looked offside, looked offside, and then just came back. But you know, aside from that, I don't think it was you were at the game, weren't you, Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Carragher were going on commentary, you know, about <laughs> getting him behind. Oh, him. I, I heard. His big thing, and really to say it like this is a Newcastle team that don't concede many chances, and especially haven't conceded many. We were getting in behind him, but will I thought uh, we were Nunes was was all over him. I think they couldn't handle Nunes, and for a twenty-five minute spell, I actually thought it was a really good performance. But then when you carry on from what happened after the red card, um, I, I'm still kind of in the mode of when they play like that and they're a bit off it, of kind of giving them the benefit of doubt because. They used to have games like this when they won the league where they'd be off it for 60 minutes and you'd say, but they'd won a game and you'd be like, forgive him because the next game they come back. Mm -hmm. But now it just looks like a continuation of an error that they carry on into the next game. They can't shake it off and it's not a once in a blue moon thing. It's just continuous mistakes you see week after week. Um, So I I was happy to write off kind of the last 60 minutes or so of Newcastle with the not the first time we struggled against ten men, are there? No, well, I think I think last season was we we hadn't won a game against ten men in, in terms of like in the game state of when it, it goes to ten. Yeah, I think Inter beat us one nil. I think we don't score another goal against Atletico Madrid at home. We don't. I don't think we score another against United, although we took our foot off the gas. So I do think, and the obviously the Arsenal game, the nil nil in the in the Carabao Cup, where the massive head loss happened after that game. Um, I just don't think it's something we, we're very good at. I think Klopp even mentioned it that he, he would have preferred it going three nil, and eleven v eleven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> now it's it, it's a bit of a weird one because you're so desperate for like to to build on the Everton result. Like, yeah, you're momentum. So desperate, yeah, to, to build on it, and then all we've had since is just kind of uncertainty. We had that momentum looked like it was carrying on. And then it kind of gets sapped away when they go down to ten men, and then even they they start getting opportunities against us, and then you look at what happened against Real Madrid, and it's like fucking hell! Like it feels as though that momentum's just been completely, yeah, like taken away, despite the fact that we've won two of the last three games twice in the league back to back. With Newcastle, um, I think you could you, you kind of you can write it off, and I think they did write it off and took it into Madrid. But then obviously the mid one's a lot harder to because you you lose the game obviously. But yeah, as you were saying, it it, it does feel the the way if the obviously going back to the game, the way it fell in the ground once they were battering us was it just felt so flat. And it's it felt like that felt, all season as well. It just felt something like popped a balloon and then it just it just all happened in front of you. Um, and that's the big thing. I think if you need to go and win on Saturday, not necessarily for the points, although we need them, more so for the actual to get us back on track, because you could really see it being another false dawn and us falling apart again. But hopefully... Yeah, I mean, at least, I, I, at least on the bright side, the attack is starting Firing-ish. to push. And yeah, that, that's been a major issue. 
Like you could you could see the difference between the first half against Everton and the second half because yeah. in the first half there was just there was no cohesion going forward really. Second half things changed and ever since they seem to have been on on the same wavelength, which is a massive thing. Like yeah, it's a huge thing. Um, and they just need to take that positive into the Palace game. Obviously, it's it's tough to take once you can see the five goals, but um, yeah, good to see Gakpo getting two and two. Um, we're seeing that kind of technical security coupled with the goals now, which is good. Um, but it's that Nunes Salah dynamic that's really carrying us at the minute. Yeah. Um, I mean that the the, the first goal against Real Madrid was just phew, unreal. Um, something you'd see Salah and Mane producing, which I, I think Mane is more of a not a like for, uh, not not a like for like replacement for Mane. Did I just say Mane? Not a replacement for Mane. Yeah, Nunes. but we'll scratch over it. Yeah, Nunes um, is more of a like for like replacement for Mane than people seem to think he is. Um, at the end of the day, Mane. He, he could play like a conventional winger, don't get me wrong, I don't think Nunes will be anywhere near as good as Manny was with no, attacking yeah. his man. Um, but in terms of the goal-scoring aspect of his game, I mean, I, I think he can. Uh, pulling things out the bag, I think he can. And I think he said himself, we'll probably see that more next season than anything. Um, but we're starting to see flashes of it now. And we, we we saw the positives of of Stefan Bacetic. I I, I want to like emphasise the positives of Bacetic because I don't want um, the quote unquote bottom reds starting to zone in on them like they do Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe they won't because he's Spanish. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't know his accent. I don't know if you heard his pre-match interview. Oh, yeah. It didn't sound you know quite scales to me. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah, this weird say. Spanish scouts mix, yeah. um, but we we saw the positives of him, uh, especially for the second goal, the turn, um, and then opening things up, and then obviously Gakpo gets the goal. But then looking forward to the Palace game, that I think there's going to be a lot of rotation. Um, I think we'll see Keita. I think we'll see Mata. Um, do you think we'll see any of the? Uh, do you think we'll see Jota or Firmino come in? Yeah, I think we'll see one or or both. I I wouldn't be averse to him. Well, I've said this all year, but going to a, a four up front, we've not really had the personnel for it for a while. But well, we did, didn't we? We we did against Arsenal and then bloody yeah, Diaz and then everyone got injured. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I just think, especially if you're going to rotate them out, I don't trust. Um, if you're going to, I would I'd say I'd set it out for this one, and I don't. Yeah, I think he'll go off Keita. I don't necessarily trust Keita for being your Anderson as a free. It's not that I don't trust them, I just don't really want to see it, <laughs> to be honest. So I'd, I'd much rather him play a, a front four. I think Decore will, will stomp all over them as well. He's really yeah. good at winning the ball back in the middle of the park. They, they've been a weird team, though, Palace this season. They've they've really yeah. not... They've really not... I mean, they've, they've been irrelevant, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how the... I think they drew, they've drawn a lot of games. That's what it's been. It's just been a ton of draws. But they've still got those players that seem to cause us massive issues. Well, Eze uh, and 
Yeah. As I especially I think is, is is the danger man. Um I think I, I did a tweet during the, the Madrid game that dribblers are Klopp's kryptonite. Like if you can dribble out the press, if you can beat the press on the dribble, I think we've seen That's how the goal game Anfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly as I at Anfield, but you know, that's why and Hazard, Vinicius Jr., all these top, top, top dribblers are, are the biggest thorn in Liverpool's backside is because that's that is Klopp's kryptonite. And Palace have a lot of dribblers. Um, got Elise as well. Eze, right. Elise. Um, but look, I mean, look, looking at the team, they started with the midfield two of Lukonga and Decore. I think we can get the better of Lukonga, but I think Decore. Um, might be the better one. He's probably the best midfielder on the park at the minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, more, what do you think score wise? That's the thing is, the more at the minute I watch us, the more I think we might have to just score our way to top four rather than yeah, we're gonna have to yeah, bang, 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 to. because we we've got two clean sheets against Everton, Newcastle, Everton obviously had the one at the post, but it probably should have kept a clean sheet. But Newcastle, how we kept a clean sheet there. I don't know. It feels like Liverpool's results are kind of based on whether Nunes Teller performing and whether Allison are performing. And if Allison has a bad game or an iffy game, we're not going to win. Um, mm. And it would help if they didn't give away, you know, 15 set pieces a half, which they yeah. seem to love to do. But I think it's one of them games where I think Palace away, we've seemed to do well there, but we always seem to suffer. Um, and it's just whether you trust this team to be able to suffer through uh, Crystal Palace away. I think away. we can outscore them. I think we can outscore them. It's just if we get... To do that. It's just, I just get worried in games now that just games get away from us and we we just lose. We lose it in that in those 20 minutes. We can have a 20 minutes where we can win it, but we can also have a 20 minutes where we can lose it. So, I mean, looking at the context of the league table, so Newcastle have dropped it to Tottenham in fourth now, so... We've got two games land on Tottenham. We're seven points off. Um. So, yeah, we are gonna have to win the vast majority of the games that we've got left. We've got everybody to come to Anfield as well. Positive. I think it'll all look a bit clearer when we get that. If we beat Palace and Wolves, which these you know, bloody games land. Uh, yeah, fucking boy. I think if we beat Palace and Wolves, we go either level on points with Newcastle or a point behind Newcastle. And we'll be on the same games, but that's before Newcastle play a game again, because obviously the cup final. Mm. And I think they're away at City when the week after the cup final, um, which you'd usually get down as a loss, but you never know this season. Uh, but I, I think with Tottenham and Newcastle, I don't see any reason why we can't finish above them, even in the mess we're in. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's such a long way to go, and I think it's just for me, it's just about building that momentum back up. We need to win the next two Palace and Wolves, and then. And then you go into United and Madrid, and it is what it is. But I think we, I think we saw Newcastle against us. They look fucked. Yeah, they looked fucked. I, I think United are going to beat them comfortably this weekend. Um, yeah, they looked absolutely goosed. Um, I, cool. I think United, United are too far away now, aren't they? Inferred. I can't see any chance of them getting dragged back in. I know they've got a ton oh, of yeah, games, no, no. but United they've... are more likely to be in the title picture than they are the top four. Don't, don't. Don't say anything like that. Um, <laughs> Newcastle, yeah, I, I think this is a big week for Newcastle, not just in terms of legs, but I think the legs can go, I mean, mentally as well. If they lose the cup mm. final, which they've been gearing towards... That's back-to-back, back. you've lost your two biggest af- games of the yeah. season. Yeah, 
after losing Liverpool one as well, and then you've got City next. I think it could just kill them off. Um, and then if you're fighting for Tottenham for top four, I'd, I'd always back us over Tottenham. Uh, yeah. I just don't see. I just don't see how we don't finish above Tottenham. Yeah, the, so, the uh, opportunities there, but it's it's been a frustrating season, hasn't it? It's like it's been like yeah. so many false dawns, um, and just praying this isn't another one. But I wouldn't be shocked if we're recording the pod next Tuesday, um, and Josh is ranting about technical. <laughs> Fucking players and we're ranting about another false dawn. But what what do you reckon score was? Um, I'll go three one. We like a three one at Palace. Three one. Yeah. Not three all now. Say again. Not three all. No, no. <laughs> that, that was uh, <laughs> that was a time, wasn't it? To be fair, that that I think that's kind of done a misconception of Palace away for all Liverpool fans because I think we've won pretty much every time oh yeah I still shit myself every, every time I see Dwight Gale on a subs bench I... <laughs> I found it funny when he came back in the title season to score when we went to Newcastle away just, just for the fun of it yeah yeah but uh, yeah 3-1 and I, f- I think he'll start Jota and I think we need Jota to uh, to start firing as well if we're going to get top four so I'm going to go with Jota to score first Interesting one. I'm going to go with probably madness in the context of the last two games. But I'm going to go 2 0. No, fuck it. Actually, no, 2 1. 2 1. 2 1. Take that back. 2 1. Set piece? Uh, no, I can just see Mateta or someone scoring a tap in. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know why. Um, And I'll go with. Darwin first goal. I think I went with Salah for Real Madrid, so it refreshed me Darwin token. I think Josh texted him with a nil-nil prediction um, for this one, and I think he went with Joe Gomez getting the highest on XG chance, which oh, is a yeah, wild yeah. one, a wild one from Josh. But know. you know, he's at the top for a reason. To us. You can listen to us, and that's what Josh has put in. Joe Gomez, he's a wild top one. XG chance. Top XG chance. I can't believe you actually I know. do that. I can't believe it. So <laughs> fucking. Um, with, right, with his new technical T-shirt on. Well, yeah, I, I, well, that's a good idea. That I might get on Photoshop later. Just a character with too technical written over. Um, right. Anyway, I guess we can leave that there. We've, we've, um, we've opened up our wounds a bit too much, probably for this week after that result. Um, have we got a midweek game next week? We have Wolves, Wolves home. I, I know we love doing pod, random pod, like maintenance and stuff on the, on the actual pod. So we've got Wolves Wednesday. home on Wednesday. Fucking hell, Wednesday. Yeah. And then we've got United on, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise how brutal a week that is. And then we've got Madrid, the, <laughs> the Wednesday after United, I think. Have you seen Bournemouth away at 12, man? I feel so sorry for people having Have you to seen do. City away at half 12? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that is the most guaranteed loss I think I've ever seen I know. I in a know. Liverpool game in my life. And then Chelsea away at 8 o'clock. Fuck me. I don't mind Chelsea away. For some reason, I always feel all right about Chelsea away. Going to Leeds on Monday Night Football as well. We're going to have to do this the hard way, man. We're going to have to do this the hard way. Leeds on a Monday night when they're fighting relegation. That's rough, that. I'm going to that one, one as well. Fuck yeah. Hell. Yeah. I mean, they were chasing the uh, coach last time, weren't they? 
Which John Henry heard and obviously took us out from from that decision. But yeah, thanks, Lee. And and the t-shirts as well. Oh, oh the t-shirts. The t-shirts are a bit. The t-shirts are a bit far away. Like, I, I, I could understand everything else, but the t-shirts are a bit far. Uh, right. Anyway, yeah. So I don't know what day we'll do the pod next week. Um, maybe Josh is normally on top of that. Yeah, Josh is normally on top of that. Right. Well, Blaine, it's been emotional. It has. Listeners, the return of Shane. The return of Shane. I know. He's, he, uh, for for uh, obviously, everyone listening won't know this, but you just randomly popped in when I was doing the countdown at the start of the pod, so that was a bit of a surprise. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. As ever, leave us. A nice rating if you can on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Top Red Podcast. And yeah, been emotional. Thanks for listening.